Stand by. You're listening to the Naively Optimistic Podcast with your hosts, Danny and Gary. The ego is saying, what's happening here? It's an opportunity for spiritual growth. Do you still think the royal family were shape-shifting lizards? Yes, I do. Give it up for the last two fucking shite-talking spas. Run the muck, beat as fuck on down and all your ties. Burning news off for that cheese, bring all double down to its knees. This podcast fucking shite, tell me, where else would you be? So sit back, like relax, have a drink, lose the cacks. And take in all the cack that comes out of these scaldy rats. Johnny's now on it which by the way obviously we've had that against the two Johnny's don't start me mate it's a Sunday I want to yeah. enjoy it I want to go into the week on a high note but they were actually genuinely go crack on the on the comic relief thing but it's not going to stop we, us bouncing our head off the deck when we get a hold of them I think we've done a hard time to be fair I could see nearly a foursome happening both sexually and I don't know commercially yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and verbally vocally yeah 100% imagine the four of us teaming up teaming up and doing something I think you'd have the best of both worlds. You'd just have, obviously, myself giving the ute and the flute. Yeah. And then you guys just giving the experience. And then you just come with the knacker comedy, as always. Mate, it would actually be such a hilarious Because they, they never do anything in Dublin, do they? No, they don't. They're just always talking about, you know, Ga and fucking Plain County and all. Our Not that we County. have anything inherently against that. No, we love that. If anything. We, love, we actually love everything. 100%. Like, yeah. we're actually... Like, we love everything. Yeah, and you know what? We actually love people from the country. I was only listening back on a previous episode where I declared my love mm-hmm. for uh, country mots. Dare I say, <laughs> even more so than Dublin mots. You said you wanted a knacker mot, though, because, quote unquote, yeah. you can never get love like you can from a knacker mot. That's true. It's I did say knacker. I said knacker boards will do anything for you. <laughs> anything. <laughs> but where, I, like, where does that belief come from? Just experience, man. Just living around. <laughs> I mean, in our city, rat right at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a suburban mouse like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, we have a rap problem at the moment on uh, on the. Oh, whatever my road is. <laughs> <laughs> Beep. <laughs> Boy, what's um, going down? Like some, as in rats, as in like the it, small mammals, or rats as in like mouths that. No, no, we got a letter from the HSE saying um, we have been made aware of some rodent activity, and I showed the letter to my ma and, Dylan. and said the scapegoater, and she was like, "No, no, I'm not a rat." <laughs> She's actually glad as well that she because she thought we were behind the paywall forever now. Oh, that, yeah, that was so funny. Yeah, because Cathy obviously is a long-term fan of the podcast, and she said recently, she was like, Gary, where's the podcast? She thought that we were, like, had just moved Disbanded, to yeah. Patreon, like, and you have to pay to listen. So, Cathy, if you're listening, which I imagine you are, welcome back, my love. I'll see you soon, you little cracker. Yeah, she's actually disappointed you didn't come over the other night. I know, mate, I know. Forgive me, she rang me. She actually rang me on Messenger. I'm not saying that to you. And she sent me a little beauty text. For anyone who doesn't know Cathy is, this is my mother. Yeah. And she was r- desperately ringing Gaz to try and get him over to the <laughs> <laughs> She's saturated for the flu. <laughs> right, that will, we'll leave that chat there for today and we'll yeah. move into today's topic. What are we going to discuss? <laughs> Speaking <laughs> yeah. of saturated flu. <laughs> or not. 
<laughs> we have a wild one coming up today. Yes. It's another foray into the true crime sphere, which I'm sure a number of you will be happy enough about mm-hmm. because uh, the Luca episode is still probably one of our most enjoyed slash listened to episodes in the past. Mm-hmm. That was the Don't Fuck With Cats episode. So if you haven't listened to that, I would suggest heading back now and listen to that one. You'll hear all about young Luca and yeah. his, his fascination with torturing young animals, which actually is topical to today's uh, mystery guest. So without further ado, we are going to talk about the main man himself, young Richie Chase, otherwise known as Dick Chase. <laughs> Dick Chase and sign me up. <laughs> well, which we'll soon find out is Dick wasn't doing too much chasing. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> why is Richard, like why is Dick short for Richard? I don't know. I'd love to know. Like, it doesn't make sense. Do you reckon there's anyone in the world called Richard Head? <laughs> there has to be. Is. There has to be. Imagine like Dick Head is his name. Like. <laughs> Actually, when I was in uh, Rat Minds back in the day, no word of a lie. Um, the, our, one of our lecturers was called Mike Hunt. Now say, now say fast. <laughs> Mike Hunt. <laughs> Outrageous, isn't it? Like, and I wouldn't mind. He used to introduce himself. Would call himself Michael? That's going to say Michal. Say anything to get yourself forward right in that Mike thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it was insane. And he'd always like introduce himself as "Hello, I'm Mike Hunt," and I'm just like, "Sorry, come again." <laughs> like, if that was me, I'd be saying Michal, Mickey, anything that. Oh no, Mickey. <laughs> He's in trouble, I think, either way, isn't he? He really is. Oh, stop. But oh. uh, now, back to, to loop back around to, to uh, El Richie himself. So, Richie is probably one of the, the lesser known uh, cases you would have heard of if you're kind of into your serial killers. Which, mm-hmm. what's the story with Mott, by the way? Mott absolutely lap serial killers. Yeah, we talked about this before, didn't we? I think it's the allure, the the mysteriousness and the the prowess and the cunning yeah. ability. Man, honest to God. Cunning nature. Yeah, the Mott's absolutely love it. But um, Richard's nickname was the, the Sacramento Vampire, which we'll get into a little bit later. But let's get into a little bit of um, his backstory, because this is phenomenal. And there's some very... <laughs> yeah, uh, like when I say... You're going to be fucking rocked by the end of this episode. I do not say lightly. This is fairly graphic and it's going to take a few bizarre twists uh, and turns. But trust me, stay with us and you'll enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But uh, young Richie, born May 23rd, 1950s. We just missed his speed A, unfortunately. <laughs> we just was. missed the celebration. <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll just put a disclaimer here that we, we by no means mean to offend anyone or to make light of this situation. But um, it's just the lads can't approach anything without comedy. And quite frankly, we don't give a fuck, right? Yeah, exactly. To be honest, you look... You know what you sign up for when you start listening <laughs> yeah. to the lads. I mean, yeah, we do talk about all these crazy cases and we add a bit of a comedic spin to it. But of course, it's not like we're out doing that shit ourselves. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so born May 23rd, 1950 in Sacramento, California. Had a pretty a nice normal... spot, actually. That's Never where um, your favourite is from, isn't it? Is it? Interesting. So. Oh, yeah, all the lads are from there, actually, mm-hmm. right? And um, had a pretty normal childhood. Nothing out of the ordinary, nothing aloof. Um but like there was a couple of things like with his dad that might have been a bit strict with him, but mm-hmm. for the most part, typical kind of suburban kid like in, in California. Mm-hmm. But when looking back, they identified that that young Richie had what they called the McDonald's triad. Now, it's not like a happy meal or anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very unhappy meal. Yeah. <laughs> what, the, what the McDonald's triad is, it was actually developed by a guy called J.M. McDonald. And it basically surmises that serial killers tend to have um, similar traits when they're grown up. So, for example, mm-hmm. like they've they've bedwetting issues like up to a ridiculous age, like fourteen or something. You know, mm-hmm. they like to set start like set fires, uh, harming small animals. Again, going back to our young friend Luca, mm-hmm. um, 
like for example, like one mad situation was when he was younger, 1960, his, his ma found a dead cat in the garden and she would like the thing was mutilated. And she was like, Jesus, be fucking This strange. actually started his lifelong obsession with pussy. Yeah, this, yeah, exactly. It doesn't end well. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, that, that joke gets darker the more you let him mature. I know, fuck's sake. And um, so, yeah, like for example, like the neighbors around the area and all were like saying that their cats were gone missing. Like, do you know what I mean? There was just a rake of, rake of pussy gone missing. Um, around around the local area and one man was was potentially to blame but we'll get into that but um some interesting kind of things about young young uh, richie was sadly young richie, richie suffered in the old ed department yes yeah. which brings us on nicely to today's sponsor blue chew yeah what's <laughs> <laughs> oh, a uh, reproductive aid <laughs> <laughs> and honestly we need to get sponsorship off blue chew Mm-hmm. Surprised they're not using uh, Ricky Chase's picture to uh, endorse their products. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like we're, yeah. we're gonna keep we're gonna keep these serial killers off the streets. Hundred percent. All yeah. you need is just pop one of these into your day, and then you're cool to go. Yeah, but um, he had a he had an issue with he had erectile dysfunction from a young age. Actually, I think wasn't it? Yeah, like he was he actually was mad into moths. Apparently, like mm-hmm. really appreciated like the fucking beauty of Women, them, but yeah. just but just. You know, when it came to perform, when it came to showtime, <laughs> it just just didn't have it in him, young Ricky. But, I'll show um, no go. I'll show no go. And what's weird that. is, we'll get into it a little bit later, but what he actually believed to be the problem mm. and how he then went about using animals and cannibalization to solve this problem. Crazy, man. Yeah, like, so for one, for one, like Richard, Richie thought that one of the issues that why he wasn't able to achieve uh, an erection was because of a lack of blood flow in his mm-hmm. body. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He was like, okay, right, naturally, in order to fucking solve that, I just need more blood. Where can I get more blood? Oh, animals. Do you know what I mean? So he'd basically just rally around the kit, massacring fucking small animals like like boards, like dogs, cats, anything he could get to get his fix, basically. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And set him up. And, um, but like, there's, uh, like, obviously it's now now, but at the time when he was younger, he, it was obvious, obvious that he was schizophrenic. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. there was not like formal diagnosis. But at this stage, like, you know, around 16, they say schizophrenia tends to show up. And, you know, when we start getting on into the life and times of young Richie, you'll see how it just gets even more bizarre. Like, for example, and even the fact that he was actually even experimenting with, like, psychedelics and stuff like that obviously didn't help. Yes. Acid and stuff. often under the influence of alcohol, marijuana, and young acid, LSD. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Like, But uh, one of the first attempts that Richie took to, to try circumvent this uh, ED issue he was, he was having was... <laughs> he, uh, he took his girlfriend's kitten. Now, as you know, if I love cats and kittens. Mm-hmm. So this is fucking, this is absolutely rancid. Like, But uh, he was just over in the gaff chilling, a bit of Netflix and chill. The kitten came in and he just picked the thing up and slit its throat and started drinking its blood down the hatch. I, I We heard something as well that he used to um, mix the organs of animals with oh, Coca-Cola yeah. in a blender. Yeah, yeah. He was crazy into all that, like, later on the story, especially when, they, when we start talking about uh, the decor of his home. We'll, we'll get Christ. into all that. But he absolutely croaked his kitten anyways. Oh, done the kitten in fucking horrendously. And then he's a fucking mad cunt as well because he'd start, like, smearing the blood all over him. So it wasn't enough to just drink it. He wanted to actually, like, decorate his fucking body and just... Yeah, that blood, goes like, back to, like, almost what you said about, like, vitamin C. He thought that vitamin C would, you know, he put oranges on his head. Yeah, because yeah. he thought the vitamin C would go into his head via like diffusion or osmosis. Yeah, so he assumed the same thing would happen when he smeared blood over himself that the blood would yeah. just enter into his body and didn't even think about that. You know, make headway. Yeah, the flute. everyone towards the flute, my man. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
but yeah, he's a fucking handicap. Like, do you know what I mean? I don't know what the fuck he was thinking. Like, but um, so like for another t- another story of him when he was younger, you you. He kind of went to his neighbor's house and just whipped the dog up basically and just shot it in cold blood and drank its blood. So, like, this whole idea of just drinking blood is just, it's so fucking insane. Like, it's its madness. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I don't get the fucking appeal. Like, you know what I mean? To actually like, just massacre a small animal that like, can just start, like, necking the blood there in the spot. Like, absolutely bonkers, man. Mm-hmm. But, um, but this like, guy was convinced mm, this was this was the, the issue. Cure, the now, fix. One other thing that I came across that was crazy about him is. I don't know if the, we had um, talked about this before, but he believed his cranial bones had separated. Fuck off. So he shaved his head to monitor the activity <laughs> of the movement of the bones. So obviously, uh, you know, after after you're, you know, a year or so mm. old, the bones fuse. Yeah, but yeah. But he believed that they had separated and he shaved his head. Now, obviously, he had mm. long, really long hair then, but this is in his childhood. So he could just monitor how his head was moving. This fella is tapped from a young yeah, age. Yeah, that's absolutely nuts. Like, and his own is a large like part of blaming this we'll we'll touch on her now in a few but mm-hmm. she was definitely now helping like fucking spotting all this weird shit as, as a young man but um he actually went to a psychiatrist like you know by himself like you know what I mean? at mm-hmm. one stage but it was largely just to rant about his his uh impotence issues do you know what i mean mm-hmm. yep like but even the the psychiatrist kind of taken back a bit by like how self-aware like he was i think he, he was telling him about the blood as well he was like look i just can't help but fucking kill animals and neck that blood like and the psychiatrist like yeah no your grandma <laughs> like what the fuck man this like the psychiatry work in this in this whole story yeah. is insane like why didn't they like pick up on the fact that young dick over here is young dick <laughs> <laughs> is like a bit of a, a bit of an odd case it's absolutely insane like but uh he gets on he gets on a bit in life and he's still you know he's still absolutely fucking mashing animals up to beat the band like you know when he's younger but he goes to community college and uh, he moves in with two mutts and he starts selling drugs on the side fucking king and uh, (laughs) but like the mutts he lived with were like petrified him they said he was an absolute like headbanger he'd walk around the gaff naked yeah exactly he'd walk out and have uh, like like just acid like non-stop acid trips in the middle of the fucking sitting room completely in the nip um and fucking like that was complete like, i'd say doing all the acid definitely tipped him over the edge like 100 percent. yeah definitely because if he's already like sore psychotic and then he's doing all these psychedelics he's completely yeah. just tipped over the edge then right absolutely bonkers like at one stage they said that he used to like <clears throat> board himself in his bedroom so like literally going to the room like board the, the bedroom door show then go into his closet and board himself in the closet from the other side because he he was saying that like there was people inside his room trying to get him like that's fucking that's insane like i don't know how normal it's just like this chap is a fucking needs needs help asap like speaking of that you talked about the the fact that like he get he gets we get into him getting admitted later on but like those voices yeah oh we'll get on to that yeah 100 percent um, but like just other stuff like he'd be walking around talking absolute dribble like you know what I mean like get that flip flop flip flop by your mouth ASAP you know what I mean like the two boards were like man this chap is like he's not playing with the didn't they deck, like the man I mean? they moved out but then no they were too afraid that they legged it they moved out yeah they were just like hell. no we can't like if we tell this chap to move out he'll absolutely destroy us like you know what mm-hmm. I mean so they were just one day they just got their shit and bounced because they were like this chap is not playing with the full deck you know what I mean and if we stick around any longer we could be next <laughs> but um what else we have? Yes, yeah, so he, like the reason why he was uh, living with those two monsters because his man that basically couldn't hack him anymore. They mm-hmm. fucked him out. Mm-hmm. They were like, "This chap is just too wild for us." Do you know what I mean? And uh, did we did we find out anything about his dad? 
yeah, they were split up, um, his man and that, and they, but they had a good, like, relationship. Like, they kind of had a working relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I know he was older at this stage, but they were still kind of go to and from about uh, young young Dick, as you call him. And, um, but, like, yeah, that, like, I suppose the family, it's a broken home, so that's, again, not going to, not going to fucking help. But um, they actually shipped him off to LA at one stage. So he started living with his granny, and she got him a job driving, like, mentally disabled people around the bus, which probably isn't the fucking best job for someone like him, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, for about a year he was out there, and for the most part, like, there's not many accounts of him acting up. Like, no doubt he was still up to animal killing, like, 100%, like, because um, that seems to be the consistent trend. Yeah, like, this like, was apparently, like, a weekly or daily occurrence like oh 100 how many animals he was croaking left right and center oh he had an unreal kd say the body say. count was insane yeah. like you know what i mean <laughs> i'd say he's probably done in well over a thousand animals you know what i mean Fucking like hell. i'll talk a bit about it later but at one stage like he's actually blacklisted from all the pet shops around sacramento because yes. like he's going like they're, they're like going in he's like hello sir can i just get a uh, 40 kittens and 600 parakeets there mate <laughs> You know what I mean? And they were like, wait, were you not here yesterday and with buying 17 dogs? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so we're like, they literally, like, this chap is mad. I don't know what he's doing with all these animals. But, the farm um, must be Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> but it's absolutely insane. But we, we move on to him getting um, hopped into the hoppo then, yeah? Yeah. So his granny actually fucks him out um, later on. So about a year into living with her, she's like, look, I can't hack you anymore. So she basically slings him back. To Sacramento because it, same story. He's just walking around the gaff talking dribble, saying that people are following him. And it, like as we touched on earlier, he's like he said he has a vitamin D deficiency, or, and he starts strapping fucking mandarins and oranges and all to his head, <laughs> and uh, to try absorb that through osmosis. But uh, he finally gets committed to it to hospital. So his granny's obviously touching base with his mark going here. Listen, I don't know what sort this fella is, but he needs help asap. So um, they they ship him off to the mental psychiatric hospital, yeah, mental psychiatric like, board, hmm. and um, he gets like formally diagnosed with schizophrenia. But like when he's in there, he's saying mad stuff as well. Like someone has stole his pulmonary artery <laughs> and his heart and his kidneys aren't working. There's there's no blood pumping around his body. So he's a hypochondriac as well. Yeah, exactly. Like a hundred percent. Like absolutely nuts and um so they formally diagnosed him with schizophrenia but you know and this is like when we touched touched on earlier about the just the absolute cowboy work in the L psychiatric department the doctors within the hospital um after analyzing him after a couple of months were like okay he's not a threat to himself or anyone else and he seems to have pretty decent social skills and seems to have a good level of self-awareness around his issues so we're actually just going to release him back into the care of his ma which is madness yeah, but his ma's a dope as well, right? Because when he gets back, she actually, she starts weaning him off the medication mm-hmm. because she's like, I don't like how zombified it's making him, so I just won't give him the, the medication. Fuck so yeah. then it starts, but she's a retard as well because then, right, he starts acting up again and acting like a fucking loop-de-loop. And then, so she's like, I actually can't hack you, mate. So she <laughs> fucks him out again and gets, and they start paying for his apartment and all. So they're like, look, move out there and we'll just, we'll, we'll look after it. Sorry, actually, what got him into the psychiatric ward? Because I said earlier, his granny were like, uh, got into his man and said, listen, this mm-hmm. chap is against, like, stitching and the thing with the rabbits as well. Oh yeah, like the rabbits, he was absolutely nuts for uh, for drinking the blood of rabbits. But he didn't see rabbits as like animals. Did you hear about that? Yeah. He like viewed animals as little like blood machines, you know, I mean, little he machines. He injected that rabbits' blood into his veins. Yeah, he's a psycho. Like um, this actually, yeah, this happens when he moves into the new apartment. So after his ma fucks him out, his dad was actually still pretty tight with him. And his dad would pop around to just see how he was, play cards, so on and so forth. But he must have cleaned up the gaff actually, I'm thinking about it, because as we will discuss in a while what the gaff was like, it was basically like a fucking, just a shrine to just like blood mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. Like there was blood smeared everywhere. 
like organs of animals in the fridge, like blenders with like rabbit organs and rabbit blood and potentially, well, potentially human remains as well, which obviously we will we'll get into now in a few. But his dad popped over to the gaff and uh, he was looking really pale and emaciated. And his dad was like, mate, you've seen better days. Like, what's the story <laughs> with you? And uh, he was like, I'm grand. And he was like, listen, I'm bringing you to the hospital. Brought him to the hospital and they, they, they determined that he had blood poisoning. And they found out how he got blood poison was he was drinking the rabbit blood, which again, this whole story when I was reading into it was just like, how has he not croaked it at this point, drinking blood left, right and center of all these yeah. different animals? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But anyway, so he's drinking the rabbit blood and then he, he got this idea and he said again, the schizophrenia, that he that the rabbit had um, consumed battery acid. So he started freaking out. He was like, oh, fuck. So then in order to counter that, he injects himself with like clean rabbit blood, I suppose. Do you know what I mean? Hell. To try to counter that and injecting the rabbit blood into his own bloodstream caused him to get blood poison. Blood poison, fuck. So yeah. they were like, what is the crack with this chap? And um Well he was in the hospital as well. He actually stole syringes. Did he? To uh, know that. to extract blood from the therapy dogs. No fucking hell man. Fucking madness. But um so after after the, the rabbit blood incident he they, they land him in another mental institution but he actually escapes after two days, just takes off out the front door like <laughs> fucking horrific security there boys. And um, but they caught him anyway, and they moved him to a more secure place. And then within that new mental institution, he got the nickname Dracula because just he wouldn't shut the fuck up talking about blood. It was just nonstop. Um, and he <clears> whacked the two. He whacked birds that came into his window or something, didn't he? Was he? There's two or three birds like flew into the window of his, um, I guess, ward, and he just broke their necks and drank the blood. Fucking hell, man! Like. The lads in the mental We actually haven't even gotten into like what he's known for. Oh no, yeah, like we're only we're actually doing a pretty decent job here just prepping <laughs> nice like yeah. backstory as to who the fuck Richard We haven't is. even touched on like fucking Al Dracula himself. Every time I like, actually do you remember that meme years ago that always cracked me up? It was like uh we are man uh Edward Cullen or whatever, out of like out of Twilight. Yeah, yeah. And it's like him like in the moonlight glistening like you know what I mean and him just looking mad camp. And it was like back in my day, vampires suck blood, not cock. <laughs> 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 used to fucking love that man <laughs> but um it's in the mental institution anyway nicknamed dracula and for you know as what danny said they're just cracking boards heads off and drinking that blood and again just being naturally just enthusiastic to just talk about blood non-stop to the other patients and the staff as well mm-hmm. but um so i suppose now we'll move into the it, the serious stuff yeah. here now yeah pyramid lake. so pyramid lake yeah 1977 the cops get uh, the Garda. Sorry, how dare how, how dare, dare I call, call them the, the cops. cops? The Garda. The Garda get a call about this abandoned car that's uh, that's out in Pyramid Lake. So Which they pop is out. Nevada. Yeah, so they pop out and they look in the in the window and they see like a bucket full of blood and a liver inside it, and they're like, "Oh Jesus! Like this is a homicide or something." Do you know what I mean? And so with binoculars, they look across the lake and they see young young Dick L Ritchie uh, Naked, perched, yeah, perched on a rock, um, completely in the nip, like smeared in blood, and so then they they like he sees them and he absolutely yeah we're looking at it now he sees them and he absolutely bolts for their life but they catch him anyway and um then they're they they look in the car and they 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 examine the the liver they find in the bucket and they, they determine that it's actually a cow liver and mm. um he was saying like they were like what because he was drenched in blood and all they were like what's the story with that and he was just saying it was <laughs> his own here, blood. Mate? yeah they were he was just said it was his own blood like and they'd swallow a brick wouldn't they the fucking guards like do you know what mm-hmm. i mean like how could you believe that so they just let him go, and um, but this is where he starts really ramping up the crazy activity. So after he, he gets out, he, got, he goes to his man's gaff to visit, and sure enough, she gets a new cat, yeah? And you're not going to believe what the mag cunt does. Go for it. Absolutely storms the cat, right? 
stomps the cat, yeah, dances all over it in broad daylight in the gaff. So she's literally like in the kitchen making him a snack. And she's like, do you want mayo? And he's like, no, I'm grand. And literally, he's absolutely massacring the cat in the in the front room, like ripping its head off, like ripping it to shreds, basically. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And starts rubbing all the blood all over him. And his mom comes out with the sambo, and she's like, "What the fuck just happened mm-hmm. here, me?" Mm-hmm. And doesn't actually rat, like doesn't tell us that and like that, like just kind yeah. of writes it off as like a kind of a weird episode. But sure, like we'll we'll crack on, like type thing. And um, like that's where like if she intervened here in a meaningful way, like this could have stopped all of the events that we're about to move into now. Mm-hmm. But um, so Richie at this stage is getting a bit fed up with animals. He's he's just going look. I wouldn't. F- I fancy me chances it's now. Time to escalate. Yeah, I, I as, as young chance. Luca did. This like yeah. fits exactly the along profile. the same kind of timeline as, mm. as Luca. But the only difference is I would say like Chase wasn't very narcissistic. He actually didn't look after himself at all. Mm. That was one of the things that was said about him. He neglected his hygiene. He didn't wash himself, he didn't groom, he didn't even brush his teeth. And he stopped eating for a while. Yeah. He was only living off the old animals. Like, that's fucked, man, yeah, because he'd eaten their organs and all raw. Like, like that's, that's, uh, that's real feral fucking person <laughs> shit, as we discussed last week, like, in the, in the Missing 411 mm-hmm. episode. But sadly, the story goes a bit dark now from here on forward, so... You probably notice the tone change or not? Dun, Who knows? Dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> Gets more upbeat. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a girl by the name of Dorothy Polanski, December 27, 1977. She's in her kitchen doing the dishes, mowing around beeswax. When all of a sudden, poof, shot comes through the front Bam. window, and all I can say is, thank fuck, Richie oh, had the poxiest shot yeah. of all time. <laughs> but guess what happened? The bullet went through the bone in her hair. She actually felt the heat of the bullet like flying over her, over her, her oh skull. My. Uh, yeah, like literally goes through the bone in her hair. Jesus. And she's like, oh, fuck. And then the shooter takes off. And she's like, I am so fucking blessed right now. It's not even funny. But um, the uh, the next guy, who sadly wasn't as lucky as young Dorothy. It was... Um, Griffin. Yeah. Ambrose Griffin. Ambrose Griffin. So he's just taken in the shop. two last names. Yeah, exactly. That must be confusing <laughs> on, the, on, the old, uh, on the old bank forms. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but he's just taking out the little shop and he's in the he's in the driveway <laughs> <laughs> unloading the car. He saved fifty seven euro this week. <laughs> exactly. And then Fuck those stories. Yeah. <laughs> Gets absolutely drilled out of it. God love him. Uh two shots. <laughs> two shots to the back. And uh, his his wife is like looking oh at the front God. and she just thought he dropped for a heart attack. That's how slick uh, Ricky was in and out. And she ran out and obviously she's saying that, you know, it wasn't a heart attack. He got absolutely pinged out, but like and uh, and off Richie went and you know what he went home just chilled watched TV just another day absolute mad cunt yeah. and then they determined that the same shell that they found at the the crime scene was the the same um, that they found a couple of days before at the first shooting well this uh, yeah exactly yeah yeah it's, which is like th- there's no regard for like covering up his tracks as well and the whole randomness of, of all these uh, heinous crimes you'll see now is just it's it's just it doesn't really operate like anyone who uh typical serial killers are a little bit more methodical let's say mm. what was approach. the what was the term used in uh it was like not a planned killer it was it was uh this this kind of like this around the time in like the you know 70s late 70s when the fbi really opened up its whole um they before this they just thought serial killers were like completely rational people mm-hmm. who just follow like and they had motives for their killings and that's why but this if you're like familiar with the series Mindhunter which will break down eventually fucking unreal and get into the real murders but real serial killers behind them we've already touched on Young Charity again if you haven't gone yeah, back episode 4 to. is it? 
Uh, three, I think. Three, yeah. three or four, you'll go back and check. Charlie boy. We, we go on to Mr. Manson himself. And our psychedelic experience, yes. which thankfully our psychedelic experience didn't really lead us down the path Thank of well. Richie. You know I mean? <laughs> yeah, for the most part. Maybe we just haven't taken enough. Yeah, we're like, uh, what's the word? Like, um, they call like volcanoes, like dormant. Yeah. We're dormant. Yeah, yeah. we're dormant. <laughs> Any, uh, a mushroom trip could tip us over the edge. You never know. Honest we could be the God, next Rickies mate. out there. I've never landed after my first experience. Yeah, you were saying. You're still, still very much out in orbit. Like, I'm in the stratosphere. That's fucking hilarious. Lower mate. Earth orbit. I'm at the International Space Station. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've seen you know, actually yeah, up there with the satellites just yes, off me gaff. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so at this stage, like uh, Ricky is loving the kind of the interaction, shall we say, with humans. He's 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 off the animal thing now at this stage. Uh, well, he's still like that's his like staple of his diet. So he still he still loves the rabbits and everything. But for the most part, in terms of like getting getting a fucking thrill, like he he's very much onto humans. So now this is where the kind of vampire the kind of vampire motif and everything starts coming into it. Not that it already has him with the blood, but um another story we have for you is, is a girl called Jean uh Layden, right? Walked up to her door and uh fucking the main man himself, Richie, he used to just try to get into gaffs. So he tried to get in the front door was like literally, a Siggy offer, didn't he? That's what no, I, I worse like so he was like trying to get in the front door like a mad cunt and she was like, what the fuck? And then he tried to get in the front window then, and then she, she closed that. And then he legged it around the back, tried to get in the back door, and she's like, oh my God, what the fuck's going on? And by the way, like when you see El, El Richie, like he's not, he's scary looking, like he's really skinny. He's gaunt. Yeah, gaunt, like real unkempt, like, and so he tries like to get in the back door. after the dose of Corona, mate. Oh, 100% mate, yeah. <laughs> I was. But uh, he tries to get in the back door. Oh, yeah, yeah, he, can't, he can't get in, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 story of his life, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he just literally liked a ciggy, right? And then just stares through the, the pane of glass at her for ages and she's absolutely shitting shitting it. But you know what they find out later? That Richie, if a door is locked, Richie won't try to break in. Very vampire yeah, Exactly. He has to be invited yes. in. He considers it like, you know, I'm not invited, therefore on to the next one. Which is like if you're familiar with like the old folklore of vampires, is they can't enter a premises and they've actually yeah, been a massive fan of the vampire diaries. I yeah. <laughs> and even Buffy as well. I see Madden to Buffy when I was younger. Yeah. And same crack. She's like, still a weapon back in the oh, day. Oh she still is. Follow her on Instagram and yeah. so Michelle Geller. Like she's in her forties <laughs> and she's still an absolute Well, of course you're dampy a <laughs> Yeah, exactly. She's my age, like but uh yeah, she's an absolute cracker she is. But yeah, same crack like in Buffy, um you, vampires aren't allowed into the gaff unless they've actually been like formally invited in so so that with the whole thing with Jane Layden she was just like right you know after he couldn't get into the gaff she just bounced and went to another gaff wandered down the road and sadly you know, this gaff wasn't as uh, efficient with their security protocols as young Jane was this is the house of Robert and Barbara Edwards so he manages to get in the, get in the back door and they're not in at the time but he wreaks absolute havoc amongst the gaff if you want to go in <laughs> Yeah, to what he managed to do on this so, guy. Um, so, like, he stole some things, he pissed in one of their drawers and went in and defecated. I shat on uh, their their son's, son's bed while he was there. Sick old man. And they catch him, right? Yes. So they come back and they find him in the gaff. And fair play to um, Robert. So he actually charges young Richie and they get into a bit of an old skirmish. And I think he, I think he, I think he actually threw him around the place like he mauled him. Again, it wouldn't be hard. Like there's not a pick He's on. He's gone, but he managed to escape, didn't he? Yeah, he managed. You know he said he was like, I was only looking for a shortcut. <laughs> like what an outrageous. <laughs> for shot. On yeah, the exactly. I uh, like took a shot in the bed, whipped loads of stuff, pissed in the drawer of the baby, and he was like, oh, I was just fancy to shortcut through the area, so I just thought I'd come through our back door. And uh, but Robert absolutely threw him around like a rag doll, and and then off he went, <laughs> and that was that. Like. 
He yeah. just kept breaking into gaffs. And then eventually he arrived in the gaff of young David and Teresa Wallen, right? Yeah, well, actually, before that, there's a, there's a, a story that I want to point out because it's it. actually intri- integral to the end. Is after his, uh, his little escapade in the Edwards gaff, he went to the shop to buy an orange soda. Because that was like his other beverage of choice outside of blood. So when he was when he wasn't really fancying a glass of the L red stuff, he like he was obsessed with the L orange soda. Like, Very much like kale. Kale, okay, and kale, <laughs> exactly. And uh, so when, when he was at the shop, he runs into an old classmate, um, and her name is Nancy, right? And so he he pops over to her and he asks her about her boyfriend who just died a couple of months earlier in a motorcycle accident. He was like, "Oh, were you on the bike when Court died?" And she's like, "Who are you again?" And he was like, we went to school together and she was freaked because again, his just how he looked and all. And yeah, all and different. he had like dry blood in his hands and everything. And then, he wasn't hiding any of this at all. No, he? definitely not. And so she was like, Skip she started walking away and she jumps into her car and he starts saying, here, will you give us, give us a ride? And not in that way, obviously. Wait, not that she'd be, he'd be much used to her. And uh, so she starts like putting the fucking lock down the car and just takes off. And she was like, that was the fucking strangest encounter I've ever had in my life. So that's a story to remember because it uh, has a bit of importance later on. Mm-hmm. But uh, as Danny alluded to there, um, he's just out gallivanting neighborhoods once again. And he goes into a gaff that has a blue van outside. And the blue van, to this day, the, the FBI aren't sure what it was about the gaff. They think it's because possibly he saw the van at the shops and he was getting the orange soda because they... they like obviously looked at where the the victims that were about to talk about were prior to that and they were actually at the shops at roughly the same time at um as richie so they think that it was just a thing like with schizo- with people who are schizophrenic as well they're mad into like omens and all that do you know what i mean mm-hmm. so he he's seen the blue van they reckon and they were like okay i'll i'll do that gaff do you know what i mean this is the house of uh, old Teresa wallen and at the time she was in our garage um just taking out the trash and he just shot her do you know what's mad about all these stories like how would no one hear these gunshots and like there's few stories coming up yeah because like the Does gaff- he have a silence or something no i i definitely don't think he did and yeah the gaffs aren't that far out like they're not spread apart like no 100%. don't get me wrong gaffs in the state in the states they don't, they don't know fucking council terrace flats yeah. or anything like that and hearing the gunshots pretty normal over there <laughs> do you know what i mean like the way they fucking go on like because this is what fascinates me she's in the garage and she gets she gets shot in the back of the head right Blasted, yeah Jesus. and then he drags By the way, her she's pregnant at this stage yeah he's a knacker like and he drags her into the master bedroom and uh honestly he just opens her up he hacks her up to fuck like chops her left nipple off takes her intestines out starts playing with them and all so he stabbed her so hard for the sternum that it completely like broke did, it. yeah broke it broke and it the, the knife was like coming through the side back. yeah it's hell. insane stuff and uh, then he went and took a yogurt cup out of trash and started scooping the blood out and start drinking it um, out of the yogurt cup and then he went into the jacks as well and like start taking took, the blood and he, start smearing and all then he took them. he went to the gar- garden and found like dog feces oh I forgot about that man yeah Ugh, um, and then yeah, put it in her mouth it, yeah. stuffed it down her throat like that's fucked man isn't it like it's a real control thing like that's what the FBI were talking about they were like we feel like all these kind of things like we're lashing dog shit in our mouth and stuff like that it's he, just about like loved, desecrating yeah he loved yeah. desecrating the body he's fascinated by the body yeah it's fucked man isn't it and so sadly as Danny was saying uh, El Trees was actually pregnant at the time so this is actually a bit of a flashback to the Manson killings actually yeah it's a double homicide eh yeah man it's fucked and uh, but no evidence left behind bar shoe prints in the blood and again it's so random that even when the FBI are looking at potential culprits like you know they obviously look at the obvious stuff if if Teresa had any enemies around like any that motives, you know what I mean? yeah like but like this is pure like they went walked in and they're like 
this is not something we've seen before. Yeah, exactly. This is an absolute massacre. Someone's absolutely danced around this gaff. Yeah, it's fucked, man, isn't it? And uh, again, going back to just how, like, the lack of kind of regard that he has for being caught, he actually starts buzzing around the same area um, in his, the way I describe it, his Oasis-inspired orange parka jacket, yeah? Mm -hmm. And this is important because this is, uh, again, it has significance in kind of later on the story, this particular jacket. But he's knocking on people's gaffes, asking them for old magazines. And uh, again, he's kind of a strange hippie looking motherfucker. So everyone's kind of a bit freaked anyway to see him knocking on their door. But on January 25th, 1977, um, a couple finds their puppy shot and mutilated like nearby their gaff. So they called the Garda, obviously, and the Garda are like, okay, did you see anyone suspicious around the area? And they were like, yeah, actually, we saw a scruffy looking fuck floating around earlier in the Liam Gallagher parka jacket. And uh, asking us for all magazines. And he was also mad into buying a few of our puppies that we just had. Like, they had a litter of puppies. And we torn them away because, again, like, similar to the, the vibes the pet shops were obviously getting. Like, do you know what I mean? Just, they didn't think that they wanted. He wanted a dog to buzz home. He couldn't look after it. himself. How could he look after a dog? They're probably thinking. 100%, right? yeah. But I think honourable mention is our friend Ray Biandi in this story. A.K.A. Super Garda, yeah. So this chap is uh, was the lieutenant at the time. And he was just an absolute dawn if i'm being honest with you like he like going back to how random the mortars were he felt that there was that there there was method to the madness you know what i mean and it, what he did was he looked at the like he got the the puppy autopsy dry mm-hmm. and he was like okay i'm gonna have a look at this puppy and they found like fragments of a bullet and then he was like i wonder if this bullet matches up with the bullet from the trees mm. of killings and it did and he was like okay interesting like think about that like if you rang the guard and said me dog got shot they wouldn't give a shoy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But he was thinking maybe, possibly, that this dog thing might be related to this other murder. So then once um, he knew that, he was like, okay, right, fuck. This, this is, uh, we're onto something here. We have, we have a fucking header going around that has no fucking, no concern whatsoever for, for humans or animals. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so next up on the hit list is uh, Evelyn Meredith. Now, this one is the most graphic by far. It's fucking mad. So bear with us. There's, thankfully, there's a lot to digest. Thankfully, this is his final... Well, yeah, series. Yeah, spree puts uh, puts his fucking antics to an end. But uh, <laughs> yeah, pff, this is a bit of a fucking this is heavy. heavy. One. It is heavy. Hundred percent. Like it's wild. Um, so Evelyn is a thirty-eight year old single mother uh, living at home with her two sons, El Vernon and Jason. Right, thirteen and six. And at the time, she was at home. Babysitting. Yeah, with her. Yeah, she was babysitting her sister-in-law's twenty-two-month-old baby boy. Right. And then El Jo, the six-year-old, was actually supposed to be getting whipped away to go on a trip with the neighbors. They were bringing them skiing. And um, so at nine oh five, Danny Meredith, who presumably is her brother, um, she asked him to go and pick young Jay up a few last-minute supplies for the skiing trip. So he leaves that morning, and then once Danny left, Richie entered the home through the unlocked back door again. Invite. And then went into the jacks where she was having a bath at the time and, and just shot her, clean in the head, bang, done and dusted, and then dragged her body into the bedroom. And it's assumed, no one else was sure, that what happened then was the six-year-old heard the gunshot and came into the bedroom and then he clocked him as well. Um, so done him twice in the head. There's always something worse when you can talk about a child like that. 100%, yeah, it's wild. So, and it's a shame as well because the six-year-old, which was Jo, he was nearly home free. Like he was scheduled to go on that ski trip. So it's it's yeah, it's fucking scummy, man. To be honest, and then he went to get when he was going to get a knife to kind of perform the same ritual that he usually does, which is again open up the bodies and kind of you know going nuts more or less. Um, Danny came back into the gaff. 
not you obviously, uh, <laughs> with the skin fucking shit for Jao, and then El Richie just sprung out and surprised him and then clocked him in the head as well. Again, a lot of gunshots here that I'm just like, how did no one hear these um, in that gas? Yeah, because there's, there's a series of shots now at this stage. 100%. And, and this, and this, um, this, I guess, you know, homicide. He must have had a silencer or something because, like, where we go next um, is he, he heard the baby crying, right? Now, this is Dort, lads, right? This is a 22-month-old baby and he just goes in and shoots the baby in the head like in the crib do you know what i mean like so that's we're talking three or four shots at this stage then he went back into the bedroom same ritual as we spoke of and starts eating the organs and all and then he rolled over el Teresa and did the deed sadly started off by stabbing her in the anus yeah then he sodomized her um which is fucked because what that essentially alludes to is this in some ways got him off this yeah. solved his issue which he had before and this is 100%. the extent to which not saying this is the motive for his, his attacks he's clearly you know a paranoid schizophrenic but he got off on this to the point of this actually gave him an erection yeah so this was the first time probably in a while he was able to get it up like and Jesus you have to you have to think like you know, now that he found the secret, like, if he if he'd have kept going. Can I just say yeah. this? This is fucking crazy. The medical examiner's report an inordinate amount of sper- semen in the corpse's rectum, indicating an unusual amount of ejaculations. Fuck off. So you're talking years worth there, probably. We're talking, yeah. like, multiple, multiple. Yeah. We're talking he was with this body for a while. Oh, go away. Oh, man, that's fucking sick, isn't it? That is awful. Jesus Christ. So yeah, look after. Okay, now we're tackling this this heavy stuff head on, me. Yeah, we're going straight into it. Like you can probably even tell we're not even making that many jokes because you think even me and you are to be fucking rocked by. It. We'll try and make like we'll try and make light of anything, but man, this is dark. Yeah, this is like so. After he did, he done the data stand, he sat there a few times. He slit her throat and cut one of her eyes out, and then got a big bucket and gathered as much blood as he could for you know later use. And then bounced, but um, he grabbed the baby on the way out, which is fucking dirt like and the baby's she body. He went over to David split his skull open before he left and took some of his brain matter out yeah. just for safekeeping forgot about that yeah awful man that's fucking meldy and so how the crime scene was was discovered with the neighbours and again this is come back to the whole gunshot query that I had there the neighbours um, that were again bringing young Joe on the, on the ski trip they were like what the fuck's going on so they sent the daughter over um, to investigate six. yeah and so she knocked on the door and thank fuck Richie didn't do her in as well because he was still in the gaff at the time so she's knocking on the door and he just stayed quiet and uh, she fucked off and then when she legged it he took Danny's keys um, and his wallet and then took the baby and just bounced in his car and then about half an hour later the crime scene was discovered by all of the neighbours coming back to go to go into the back door jeez imagine discovering that crime scene like it's not like a run of the mill crime scene like it was it was fucked me mm-hmm. can I get into the weirdest like piece of this go on for me anyways before he left he actually went but after the the kid knocked um he went back to young dan's corpse or sorry david's corpse and um this is madness oh he took it he chopped off his penis and used it as a straw to suck blood out of the corpse oh man i actually didn't read that myself that's fucked <laughs> one way of going about isn't it yeah, my god that's I just need a second to digest that man like he probably did <laughs> fuck <laughs> me man that is 
dark, isn't so it? Where do we go? How like where did like what happened now after Chase left? He took took Dan's car and off he went. Yeah, so he took the baby's body, uh, took Dan's keys, bounced in the car, and thirty minutes later, the crime scene is discovered by the neighbours. So we'll get back to the superguard, the hero in the story, Ray Biandi. So at this stage, he's absolutely one thousand percent sure that you're de- dealing with the same person who um, committed the previous murders and the uh, the massacre on all the on the dog as well. So using an FBI psychological profiling technique, um, he came to the conclusion that they're that they were dealing with someone like they managed to narrow it down. And you you probably know about this from the Mindhunter stuff. I haven't seen Mindhunter, but it's amazing how these uh, techniques work. So using the technique, he was able to establish because there was no minorities reported in the area. Um, of you know recently it's a bit racist, but the killer was white then, right? Mm-hmm. And then probably schizophrenic as well because of the randomness of the crimes. You know, they're taking place in broad daylight. No regard for trying to cover up tracks whatsoever. And probably a loner with no romantic relationships or a job. Mm-hmm. Bad social skills because there was no talking involved in the crime. Like, it's, you know, it's not like he knocked on the door and sweet-talked his way into the gaff. Um, it was, uh, he obviously just burst in and, and, you know, that was that. So... They'd be also, like, malnourished. Yeah, Physically exactly. unclean. But the most important thing that they, they discovered... Let go. This is someone that yeah. would still fucking keep on killing. Yeah, and then they also, using a technique as well, established that this person most likely was recently released from a mental institution mm-hmm. and possibly new to the area. Yeah. It's not mad when you think about it. Like, that's nearly exactly landing yeah. on Richie, like, for the most part. And today, t- I was reading as well that this technique, right, is still the gold standard. It's, like, used by the FBI to this day. Like, it's so fucking flawless. Like... So they came up with a sketch um, of what the um, what Richie might have looked like, but what made it difficult was the time period. Everyone was like little hippies back then and long hair and yeah. skinny. And so the, the sketch was just the standard hippie, wasn't it? Pretty much, yeah, and it was really hard to differentiate exactly what Richie looked like. It, it was just a very vague, typical hippie-looking sketch. But El Nancy... You up there with that garden, Nancy, Go from the shops Nancy. earlier. Yes. When she ran into him. Who recognised him? She well, looked, didn't even recognise him. Yeah, she was just like, that might have been that fucking schizo I met at the shops there the other day who had dry blood all over him and was talking hamster about me ex-fella who was in the, the car crash. <laughs> fucking hamster. And, and tried to get into me into me car. So her father-in-law, um, or not father-in-law, her stepdad, was a, was a guard at the time. So she she just kind of said it to him as a bit of a throwaway thing, and he was like, oh, interesting. And he knew Ray, so he said it to Ray. And so they were, he was like, fuck it, worth looking into. We have nothing else. So when looking into um, El Richie's past, they, they come across the Pyramid Lake yes. incident. And he was like, right, Jesus, this is very, very interesting. And so they managed to get an address for El Richie, and they were like, look, we'll pop around to the gaff. And see what we can uh, what we can uncover. But Ray was actually pretty heated as well. Like I was watching an interview with him, and he was saying that he was like he felt it in his bones that this is who they were dealing with. Mm-hmm. And he said, right, that on the way to Richie's gaff, he was like, if I find the kid there, I'm gonna kill the cunt in cold blood. Mad, isn't it? He was in a motel, was he at the time when they found him? No, he or actually was, was like it was like an apartment comp, but it was like a motel kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so they knock on the gaff anyway, and uh, Richie is obviously in at the time because there's no answer. But they go into the next apartment next door and they put their ear to the wall and they, and they can hear movement. movement yeah. Hell. So they're like, right, this chap's avoiding us, so we'll actually just make a bit of a song and dance here and pretend to leave and see if we can lure him out. So that's what they do. They're like, okay, we're going. And a few minutes later. They're like in their little cars outside and they see him leaving with like a box. So they're like, okay, let's go. Because they don't have warrants or anything like that. So they have to wait for him to come out. And then when he comes, he, he has a, a box. And then he like fucks, yeah. He like fucks the box at them and has like paper with like the top blood stain and then legs it. And um, 
so as he's as he's running, like the guards are chasing him, and a fucking other super guard that's around the corner manages to clock Richie lovely in the head with like the butt of his gun. Yes. So Richie goes down, and uh, but he tries to take his own weapon out, so he's armed. And as he's trying to do it, all the guards jump on him. Bit of a skirmish breaking out, um, but ultimately they manage to to fucking get a get a hold on him. Fuck. So they go into the gaff and they find Danny's wallet uh, is gone. He had like he actually robbed photos from the gaff. Um, of Teresa and the other victims so he like kind of like to keep like a bit of a memento and you know yourself the other stuff they found in the gaff they had like he found like they found like blender of organs like blood glasses of blood they found a baguette man like a roll soaked in blood as well um sick isn't it and they had a good look for the baby's body and they couldn't find it and they were like fuck and, where is uh, this kid still missing like yeah so two months later um there's like a caretaker on the grounds of a church and it's just walking away and, and he finds the the baby's body in a box basically on the grounds of the church badly decomposed obviously and then they they do um dna and they they, they find out it actually is the 22 month year old that went missing but another thing they took from richie's gaff was a calendar um, that he had on the wall which is fucking dark man right mm-hmm. and it has just the word today written on all of the dates that he killed the previous victims in and he had 44 days in the future marked with just today written on them so for future killings do you know what i mean so um yeah very very dark it's madness like you couldn't get like surely like serial killers aren't really a thing anymore yeah like, now you, you can't, say it. You can't yeah. get away with that 100 percent. like there's just there's too much technology as well so like cctv even, yeah it's insane everything like yeah it's nuts like now that you say yeah that's wild i haven't heard of a good a good serial killing now in a while and uh <laughs> time to switch up career paths <laughs> yeah mate. time to mix things up <laughs> sure you'd fit in perfectly with the old flute situation mate 100 <laughs> percent. Like, oh, i'd be the poxy of serial killer i suppose he is as well actually so anything is possible and uh <laughs> but it actually is it's mad shit isn't it but um, then he, he gets nabbed, obviously, and, and it's, it's going to trial, and his defence tried to plead insanity. Um, but the reason why that doesn't go through, thank fuck, is because they, they managed to find so much evidence that negates that. For example, he brought, like, gloves to the crime scene, um, which shows that there's, like, an understanding of right and wrong. He's obviously trying to trying get to away. Cover up, yeah. yeah, and, like, he hid Danny's car, so the, your man Danny from the, from the last crime, when he whipped his car, he hid that car. Um, and he also hit his own car as well because there's obviously a heap of evidence in it. So that showed again like an understanding of right and wrong. Um, so thankfully that the the him trying to plead in Santi was thrown out. And then on May eighth, he was sentenced to death. Thank fuck. And um, so he's on death row, and he sentenced he, to death via the gas chamber. Oh, is that what that you got? There was gas chamber. Interesting. That's why he was that. meant to die by. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, in in jail, like it's well documented that if you're like a pedo in jail, you'll be fucked. Obviously, that like the inmates <laughs> like really go for you. Like you become like a target basically in jail, um, and so all the inmates just used to knock the fuck out of them, like and they piss in cups and all, and just fuck it all over them, mm-hmm. and they'd encourage him to try kill himself, and then that's what he did. Yeah, so after a couple of weeks to months of hoarding all his uh, psych medicine, eventually he just took it all at once and. That, alas, that was it. Stephen's Day, 1980. Stephen's Day, was it? Yeah. 1980, fucking hell. Oh, 11 years before the king was born. <laughs> Madness. <laughs> only, um, Jesus Christ, only 30 years of age. Jesus, like, he had a lot of life, didn't he, in those small 30 years? He took a lot of life in those yeah. small years, fucking hell. Absolutely bananas. And uh, but so when you look back at it, I just can't stop thinking about the ma. I really feel like she was uh, integral in this whole thing. Mm-hmm. If she wasn't such a fucking mongo, if she would have just noticed that there's something wrong with young Richie here, yeah. drastically, 
when he gets released from the psych ward is also to keep giving him his meds, the psychotropic meds. Um, how can you say someone like Richie, which we can only assume was almost already zombie-like, is starting to act like a zombie? 100%. So that's the reason I wean him off his meds. Yeah, like, you know, if it's your own son, like, you're going to know better than anyone um, what's aloof in their behaviour. It was just denial, I, I imagine. Like, there's just a pattern of denial because, you know, the chap is going around massacring household animals like cats and dogs, and you've actually witnessed it a couple of times. How is that not a reason? To have that chat permanently fucking over on on psych medication, or you know, better yet, or just in, locked up, yeah, locked up in a in a in a mental institution like full time because he's obviously a threat. Well, obviously he was a threat um, to society. So it's fucked, man. Oh, it's it definitely is one of the darkest cases that probably we've read. I'd say. Yeah, but it's also interesting, and we get off on this dark shit. And surprisingly, as we touched on at the start of the episode, a lot of you cunts do too. <laughs> yeah, I know, man. Like, so we're not alone in this. Definitely, man. This whole like appeal of serial killers, like you know, it's not surprised why true crime podcasts. There's so many of them, and there's so many big ones. What do you think? Do you think it's just because we just fail to understand how irrational these guys are? Yeah, like, these guys are so fucked. We can't even relate to them. I think like. I think the internet has made us crave things that are very extreme as well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the content that's being delivered to us, well, even in things with movies, it's like desensitizing us almost. Yes. And I, I feel like that probably plays into it as well. So when you hear these stories of like ordinary people like that come from, you know, Sacramento, typical neighborhoods that just go absolutely off on one, start fucking drinking the blood of animals and killing cunts left, right and center. It's just like, that's so alien to me. But like, I'm fascinated and I'm interested. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, what would drive a human to do that? That's cool, man. Yeah, it's like well, it, it's mad how we're interested we are in it. But what, what do you guys think of uh, this this escapade for the lads into another true crime endeavor? Man, I think it's where we're almost at our best. One hundred percent. I think people like the the kind of mixed bag of uh, of like humor, and also we're delivering stories that, for the most part, I know for a fact not not that many people will have this, known about. Think which of, I think of it this way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, this would be way harder to hear if we didn't almost downplay and use these euphemisms towards the events. Yeah. 100% like from what we got our like because we do try to you know week on week bring stories and tales that are definitely off the beaten track such as we did last week with the missing 411 phenomena and going into some big Bigfoot stuff there as well but this this is definitely off the beaten track like there's not much stuff um at all around young Richard like so we hope you lovely people enjoyed that one and you'll be with us for the next couple because we have some very juicy episodes planned and uh, of course all of our Patreons as well. Much love, forever love to all of the beautiful Patreons over there that continue to support the show and the lads. And if you want to join the Patreon for the price of what? Less than a cup, a cup of coffee a month. Yeah, a you month, get an like. extra episode a month and some other juicy perks such as the extra mug, which of course, I'm not even going to talk about the mugs because they're just, they're in limbo at the moment. They will they will arrive at some point. We have a naively optimistic cup, which we're going to actually deliver as well, hand deliver, if you're in the pale, as Danny said last week. Yes. Um, as well as many GDA, other. the Greater Dublin area. Yeah. <laughs> as well as many other little perks like for example we have uh, on our patreon that we're going to be and we, look we're moving into that now a naively optimistic night every couple of months yes. a gathering and meet up if you will um so you'll get to chill <laughs> with the lads which will uh, be um exciting to say the least oh 100 man i'm looking forward to that coming face to face with some of the uh, glorious patreons that continue mm-hmm. to keep us going but, but yeah um, we do really appreciate the support and it's been unwavering lately like it's crazy how, how quick this is starting to to take off and we 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 don't say it lightly like you know and if you're if you are new as, as i've said like if 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 you love this dude you're gonna love the 20 or so episodes we have before oh, this going stop. into all things mm-hmm. um 
But yeah, anything else we want to touch on today, guys? John was just laughing. He said there about the unwavering support recently. Um, a lot of new listeners are coming from TikTok, and they're, they're probably quite young. <laughs> like coming onto an episode like this, they're probably thinking, "Oh Jesus!" Like what are we the lads are off the fucking into? head. Yes. But um, but yeah, like but you know, like I like season one is so fucking mad. Like it's just a buzzy kind of season, like very joke heavy. And uh, so if you're just tuning in for the first time, I highly suggest going back, as Danny said, to listen to the first 16 or 17 episodes Yeah, because we even videoed one. a lot of them, and they're up on our YouTube channel as well, if you want to go over and see the lads in action. And it's very, um, almost like a live live show feel to it. Yeah, like exactly. Like a live comedy show. Um, whereas we love this as well, being able to deliver a crazy amount. So not only, don't get wrong, you take value from all of them, but these ones you're going to be like, whoa, didn't know that, and fucking hell, the lads put a good spin on it too. 100%. And definitely, look, we're very active on Instagram. Let us know what you think of these kind of episodes because it really does help um, inform our kind of strategy and kind of planning around the episodes. So if this is something you like, you want to hear more of, definitely let us know and we will deliver as yeah. per usual. And dude, last one, if you share the yourself, listen to, take a snap yourself, listen to the podcast or share it on your story on Instagram and give us a tag, we'll give you a little shout out at the end of our next episode. Yes, I love that. Yeah, so anyone giving a shout out whatsoever on the story, um, we're going to give you a shout out on the episodes. No questions asked. You'll get your glorious name spat out of our fucking scum lips. Into the ether. Yeah, into the ether. Beautiful. Love it. Cool. But on that note, gracias everyone. I'll see you on the next one. Danny, my man. Slanga follow, brother. One love.